In today's episode, I've got some questions for Jim about Halloween. Hey everyone, welcome to the Papay Fatigue podcast, the podcast for dads by dads. So after a year away from Halloween, our kids are chomping at the bit to go trick-or-treating. And I recently ran across an article on HuffPost entitled, The Halloween Candy You Give Out Reveals How Much You Care About Status. And it got me thinking about all sorts of other Halloween questions, you know, that in, again, in, in concert with the fact that our kids are dying to get back out there. So we're going to be discussing that today. But before we get into that, here's my deal. I'm Dave. I have an eight-year-old daughter and a five-year-old son. I'm Jim. I've got two daughters, eight and five. So Jim, just to kind of get us rolling here, do you have any fun Halloween traditions that you participated in when, when you were a kid? I think the only thing I can remember that would feel like a tradition is that my elementary school had a, a jamboree, a Halloween jamboree every year. And that was a lot of fun. And I think it, I mean, the neighborhoods around uh, around my house were on, on hills, a lot of hills. Mm. So it wasn't very easy to trick or treat. So I think having a sort of <laughs> central place to go and, you know, they had a cakewalk and a haunted house and stuff like that. Oh. That was that was something we did for most years when I was uh, when I was younger. That was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't remember anything in particular. I, I do remember, though, going to a few different neighborhoods. So I grew up in the city and... Um, Actually, I was I grew up primarily in an apartment building. And when I was younger, the people would say, hey, you can come by, you know, these apartments and, you know, ring the bell and they participated. Uh, and then when we moved later into a house, it wasn't really a predominantly children's sort of neighborhood. So we were one of those families that you would just go to the neighborhoods that that, you know, shut down. And I remember one year we went out and uh, the, somebody had rented this like big TV I assume they had rented, but they put this massive TV out on the lawn and they were playing like Friday the 13th and they were just offering people popcorn and candy when they were coming by, which was pretty cool. But uh, outside of just sort of, you know, going to random neighborhoods all the time and we sort of changed it up, I don't, there wasn't necessarily any particular, um, any particular sort of traditions. I'm curious, do you remember any of the, the costumes that you had growing up? I mean, I was uh, I went through the ninja and the space monster phase, and then my my brother, my brother was a flying squirrel and a Venus flytrap, and, and thanks to mom <laughs> for customizing the, those kinds of costumes for him. Those are uh, awesome costumes. I think, I, I don't know if it was my brother or if it was somebody else, but I think one year somebody wanted to be a table. Like, that was the deal. I just wanted to be a table. <laughs> So, I mean, did you have any fun costumes or just like really random stuff when you were growing up? I remember one, my brother and I were both robots and it was, uh, I mean, credit to my mom. She put the whole costume together, but it was, you know, there uh, was like a small box for the head and a bigger mm-hmm. box for the, we mm-hmm. put on, slipped over the top and we had that, um, those flexible tubes like you would have for, for the dryer oh, like exhaust. Uh-huh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so put those over our arms and then, uh, you know, it was, it was, it was pretty good costumes. <laughs> nice, and, nice. uh. That's the only one I remember. Other than uh, I was like a little army guy at one time, and uh, I don't really remember the others. They couldn't have been that memorable then. <laughs> Not like they are to these days, right? So, I mean, what are you, speaking of which, right? What are your kids going to be for Halloween this year? Devils, both of them, going to be two oh. devils. Interesting. Uh, did did they both come to that conclusion separately, or was it like there was an influence from one sister to the other? You know, it may be a witch. It may be a witch and devil. As I think that's the deal, is that one of them was going to be a devil, and then the other one said, I'm going to be a devil too. And then the first one said, be, <laughs> all right, I'm going to be a witch. Change so I think, it's, I think it's witch and devil. I think that's Got what it. it is. So this year, my daughter's going to be Mal from the uh, Descendants movie. She's really into that this year. And uh, our son is going to be a 
firefighter for I guess the third year running, which is we finally decided it's time to get a new costume. It was just, we simply just replaced the one he's been wearing for the last two years because he he outgrew it. But it's it's literally the same costume, the same firefighter costume that you can get from uh, Costco. And shout out, it's a great costume. That thing has lasted many many years. And it still looks great, but he just outgrew it. So, what did what's the what's the Mal costume? How do you how do you look like Mal? Uh, I you know it's uh, she, she's got like a like a leatherish kind of jacket and like it's just it's basically a black and purplish bodysuit type thing with some printing on it and some gloves. Got and it. The, the purple wig, which we tried to turn it like in, right in in the in the pictures it's it's a very if a straight hair and then you know by the time it shows up from amazon it's like you know it's all poofy and, the afro uh, yeah i i did i did try to work it down and my daughter's like yeah you know what i'm gonna pass on this and i'm like oh thank you so yeah she's uh and i think uh, uh her friend's gonna be evie so i guess those are two of the descendants uh people yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah they, they sort of have a theme going on i'm not clear if they planned it but I do know that Descendants is, is big at the school. So, it, uh, yeah, I'm, I think they just, yeah, they got there together. And actually, we'll get into it later, but uh, they, they're going to be going trick-or-treating together. I mean, I, that's actually a segue for the next question I had is, what kind of plans do you guys have this year? So this is a new setup for us. We're in a new neighborhood and a new community. And so we're trying to figure out what it's going to be like. But I, what we figured out is that our street is the street that gets closed down and becomes the you know the place for everybody to come to trick-or-treat and we've been warned that we could have as many as 800 trick-or-treaters which is uh kind of blows my mind so my uh, my wife uh kind of went overboard with the well not overboard she did a great job of setting up the halloween decorations and uh so our house is kind of spooky we'll have lots of kids come over and then uh, mother-in-law is going to come over so that uh, that me and uh, the wife and the, the daughters can go trick-or-treating and she can stay and hand out candy. Yeah. And uh, we got some other, uh, some friends, um, some of my older daughter's friends are going to come over and trick-or-treat with us. So that should be a good time. Nice. Yeah. Uh, this year is the first year. Um, it looks like we're going to split the kids up. My daughter had made plans to go out with Evie, the, the, the other Descendants character. And they're going to go out to so the Evie's parents invited my daughter over for dinner and then they'll go out trick-or-treating together and I I'm a little bit I mean hesitant isn't the right word I guess I'm a little it's bittersweet to be like oh my god she's already grown up that she doesn't <laughs> you know she wants to go out with friends and and have Halloween which of course prompted our son to be like well wait a minute if she's going out with her friends like what's that like what can I go out with my friend <laughs> And so um, we reached out to hit one of his friends who happens to be having a party. So they're going to be doing, I guess, pizza at the house first, and then everyone's going to go trick or treating. I'm not sure how many people there are, but they're, you know, they're all a bunch of five year olds that'll be, you know, going down the block. So I think that'll be fun, but it, it'll it'll be a little weird to have the kids be doing it separately because it's always been sort of a family affair up until this point. But I know it. It means a lot to her to be doing that on her own. So I feel like, okay, um, it's it's sad, but but it it, it was going to happen eventually. So all right, here here we are. <laughs> yeah, I, I I feel you on that. So I mean, do you guys have any Halloween traditions? Or I mean, again, you you said that you're in a new neighborhood. I guess maybe you might start some. But have you had any in the past? Are you thinking about anything that you guys want to do? 
traditionally what we did in our old neighborhood is that there was about, uh, I guess there was about five blocks that would shut down and they'd, uh, you know, put up the barricades and so there's no cars and anything like that. And everybody on that street just went all out for Halloween. So that was kind of what we did for, I guess, the whole time we were there. So about five years. And that was a lot of fun because all the neighbors are very friendly. And then everyone in the community and everyone in the neighborhood came around. So you end up, you know, we'd see our, our friends and, and uh, you know, the friends of our daughters. Um, and it really became a really fun event. And, you know, we start about, you know, 530 or so and then get home right about dark. And it was a lot of fun. So as far as traditions, I think going forward, I think those are going to kind of write themselves this year. We'll see what it looks like. We've, we've got all the decorations. Obviously, we'll be decorating again for the next couple of years. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and we'll see what it's like. We'll see what the um, we'll see what it comes up to. You guys got to uh, you got to get one of those uh, clickers that they have at, like the amusement parks. Where yeah. Somebody comes there, you give that to your mother-in-law. Just take a final count at the end of the night. I, I'd be curious. That'd be very interesting. Yeah, and I, I mean, there's no way I'm going to count the candy and then you know figure out yeah. how much I have at the end of the night. That's not yeah. going to work. No, that's not good either. <laughs> yeah, I mean, on our end, we don't we don't really have any traditions. I mean, we. Typically, again, we I guess we do go out as a family. We, we've actually never handed out candy because we moved into this house. Actually, that's not true. The, the first year we moved in here, our daughter uh, was born. So we, we actually moved in this house two days, two or three days before she was born. Uh, so that was kind of crazy. So I guess the first year we, we uh, stayed home and I don't think anybody came to the house. And then after that, we've just sort of always gone out with the kids. So... Um, the the trick or treating seems to end uh, just basically one block over like no one wants to cross the street to come to our to come to this <laughs> block of houses for whatever reason um and so we haven't really had to grapple too much with the whole candy thing we also like you have gone to neighborhoods that uh, closed down so last year we stayed in our neighborhood a few other times we've kind of moved around but last year we we stayed in the neighborhood and just a couple blocks away there's a, a cul-de-sac and they you know it's one of those places where everybody they all participate you know garage doors open they block off the street music's blasting candy there's a you know like a haunted house kind of deal through somebody's yard and so that's a lot of fun and it, it certainly brings a lot of kids to the neighborhood and there's another area that's not too far away from us also that we've gone to in the past but yeah we we like sort of the closed off streets it's just a little bit safer again we are in the city so um you know with uh cars just being in and out and, and certainly being at, at night it just makes a lot more sense for us so wait, wait a second how is it that i'm just learning now that you moved into your house a couple of days before your daughter was born that seems <laughs> well, like that seems like important information i mean so what what happened was actually we got the house but it, it needed some work and so we were we were in my in-laws uh, or we're in an in-laws at my parents' place. So we had some time once we kind of got in our house to basically do some work. Like we have one bathroom, and so we blew it up because it was just a mess. So you know it was not livable during that time. And it was funny. I we were so my wife was pregnant. I'm like, all right, we're gonna paint the house. And so I'm like, well, look, you're, you know, whatever your last trimester, like you can help me maybe wipe the walls down, but I, I certainly don't want to be here. I don't want you to be here when I'm painting with all the fumes and everything. And so after a weekend of working, we realized it was going to take like six months for me to get the house ready. And so we're like, okay, this, this doesn't make any sense. So we did spend a little bit of time doing some other stuff. And, and so, yeah, we basically got in here just a couple of days before our daughter was born. Wow. Uh, yeah, it was, it was kind of down to the wire. Everything, everything worked out, but it, it was a little down to the wire. There. <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine. So, uh, you know, on the Halloween side, do you guys have any rules around costumes or candy eating? 
it hasn't come up in the past, but now that I'm thinking about it, I guess we do have some kind of uh, informal rules. Um, certainly nothing like like overtly mature, I guess I'll say, as far as uh, <laughs> yeah. costumes go. Yeah. Uh, no weapons. We don't want to have any weapons. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the um, we had considered, uh, the daughters had considered the Evie and Mal thing, but they couldn't quite figure it out. So um, they kind of get their their own, they get to choose what they want to be pretty uh pretty openly we don't really put too much restrictions on that as far as candy eating the night of yeah they're gonna eat some candy <laughs> <laughs> that's fine and then what we've done is uh we, we take the candy and we set it aside and we just kind of make it a treat box and you know so if there was they they get to keep the the pleasure of hoarding but you know we get to met it out just a little bit at a time mm-hmm. so we, there's also there's a while where we were doing something called the the switch witch which is uh something that um one of my wife's friends did where they could they the um the kids could trade in their candy for a toy so we oh. did that for a while so and like you know trade in half your candy or all your candy whatever and they get a toy instead of candy and that that saved us a couple of years huh i might have to implement that i like that yeah this year toy, we're yeah. we made the offer um particularly my my older one she's she's not got braces so she's mm. kind of limited with candy consumption so mm-hmm. the offer was you know trade i don't know 90% of your candy, 70% or whatever, and then, you know, we'll buy them a toy. I see. So the, the trade-in value of candy is a percentage. It's not, there's not like a, <laughs> a candy conversion, like, right. <laughs> that's a hard, fast number. Okay. Uh, yeah, we, like you guys, I, we don't really have any hard and fast rules. Um, I will say, because we talked about this on a previous podcast about sort of the kinds of clothes that, you know, if we have any restrictions around just the kinds of clothes they wear. And I will say that the EV sort of mal costumes, they are sort of, skin tight ish right so you know that is something to think about um but you know i think we'll let it go i think certainly if she gets older that's you know like i don't really want like a 16 year old going out necessarily but i mean look at 16 there's some level of uh you know becoming an adult too to be able to make your own choices so you know the the evian mouth thing i will say they're a little tighter than i would have preferred but you know, I'll let that go. Uh, so far, the our son hasn't really kind of gotten into the whole gun thing. So that conversation has been a lot easier. So we haven't been like, oh, you can't, you know, we would prefer you not do this. Um, there was a moment uh, there where he wanted to be Pikachu for a little while, but we, we had already bought the firefighter costume. I mean, he, he knew about it. So, you know, it was, it was one of those things, right? You like, if you get the thing too soon, right? Then that's that, that constant, like, well, I want to do that. Well, no, you already... You already decided you wanted to do this thing. So he is asked to be Pikachu for next year. And I'm like, okay, well, that's that was an adult kind of thing to say. Like, you sort of got the fact that you had already said you wanted to be the fireman. And so, all right, well, if you still want to be Pikachu next year, no problem. So uh, we dodged a bullet there. We we did make that mistake one year of uh, buying costumes too soon. <laughs> and then everything changed. And then we bought the new yeah, costumes. Yeah. And I think it changed again. I think we ended up with three costumes that... <laughs> You obviously can't return, right? right <laughs> There's right. no re- so we had a bunch of bunch of weird foam <laughs> costumes that went to Goodwill that year. Yeah, it's uh, there. There definitely is uh, an art to the the purchase when you purchase a costume, mm-hmm. and certainly this year with everything just being so hard to get, like it just is. It's kind of a mess. Um, and and you know, so like you, with respect to the the candy rules. Yeah, I mean they're. They're clearly going to gorge a little bit on Halloween night. Also, it's unclear to me if my daughter will be 
eating as she's trick-or-treating this year, which she hasn't done in the past. I have no reason to think necessarily that she would. But I suppose that if uh, her friend does sort of nosh as she goes along, well, my daughter will follow suit and I won't know about it. So, you know, it's it's possible that by the time she gets home, she's hopped up on sugar and I, I just won't know it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, generally the, the first night is a little bit, you get a little bit of a pass. And, um, but then sort of after that, we're relatively stingy. Like we can, we can make Halloween candy last about a year. Yeah. Yeah. So, it was the same. So, you know, it, uh, yeah, there's, uh, there's, there's ways of stretching that out. So, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens this year with everybody kind of going their separate ways. Like, again, I think it'll be because we're going to be in bigger groups. It will sort of be the, the parent who's the most lax with the most lax rules will pull everybody's kids. Right. Cause that's the kid that's going to be eating. And then my kid's going to be like, well, wait a minute, that dude's eating. Like, why can't, can I not eat too? <laughs> so, uh, I expect there will be some level of uh, rule bending. And I think also given the fact that they're going out with different families and stuff and just sort of what people have in mind, my guess is they're going to go to, uh, to bed much, much later than I would yeah. normally have them go to sleep, especially on a Sunday. Right. They, you know, uh, right before school. Our our uh, our school's out on Monday. I mean, I think that's. Are you kidding? Yeah, no, they got a. It's a candy hangover day. Apparently, I don't know. Maybe it's a teacher work day or something. But yeah, it's awesome. We got the day off. Oh, that is a wise move. Yeah, it's a very wise move. Okay, that's probably well. the teachers. I mean, they don't want to have to deal with that, right? <laughs> Bunch of yeah. groggy, cranky, sugar hungover kids. <laughs> Just take the day off. Yeah, I I wish our school would do that, but uh, maybe I'll make a. Uh, an email plead to the, to the administration yeah. for, for the next few years. So uh, in that article that I referenced sort of at the top of the, the podcast here, the author of the article, uh, Beth Kimberly, is a candy historian, a ha- candy historian and uh, taste expert. And she said that there's a candy hierarchy, that kids have a candy hierarchy. So the first thing is the king size chocolate bars that tends to be at the top because they're large, right? And kids rarely get a full-size candy bar uh, coming in at number two would be all the non-chocolate candies and she said that kids really seek out sour and extreme flavors and again those are the candies that they sort of rarely get and then at the bottom of this hierarchy is the chocolate i guess because that's in part it's one of the most pervasive ones and it's funny that she has this hierarchy because in the same article they were talking about the National Confectioners Association, and they just did a survey about the the top three candy categories that people purchase at Halloween, and they are chocolate, gummies, and candy corn. How did candy corn end up up there? Okay, that was my question. I don't know anybody that eats candy corn. (laughs) (laughs) That's a terrible candy. Yeah, I think maybe maybe that National Confector is trying to push candy corn. I don't think that's... (laughs) Maybe. I don't think that's true. Are people decorating with candy corn? Maybe, maybe. Like that, it feels like that's all that stuff is good for. <laughs> you can throw it like rice at a wedding. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Uh, and, and so their, their hypothesis was that adults are actually buying chocolate more for themselves than the trick or treaters, which I mean, I think that's kind of part of it too, right? It's like you, your situation's a little extreme with 800 kids, but, <laughs> but, but I think most people think of like, all right, I'm going to buy candy and there will probably be leftovers. So it may be something that I, you know, I'm going to eat eventually because I don't want to be stuck with a whole bunch of stuff I'm not going to eat. I mean, I suppose there is always the Monday at the office when people bring in all the leftovers too. Um, although this year, obviously, most people are not going to have that experience either. Um, and, and so so Kimberly goes on to, to talk about the, the choice of, 
of candy as a status marker, which I thought was hilarious, right? So she said, it's a reflection of who you are and who you want to be, right? So the, 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 the decision between buying branded candy versus generic candy or lesser known candy, right? All these little micro decisions that you make. And, you know, certainly the kids want the branded candy, right? Because that's what they see being marketed. Um, and, and here's the point that she makes, right? Buying branded candy might be an effort to people please, right? There's a fear that <laughs> if you hand out subpar candy, right, your reputation and the neighborhood's going to take a nosedive, which I find hilarious. And I guess also it, it that might also be the illustration between the the city dwellers who, I mean, you've only been there for a couple of months, but my guess is you know far more of your neighbors than I do after living here in my house for eight years, right? <laughs> and so, so yes, conceptually, you know, you would want to have people think of you in a certain way in the neighborhood where it's like, I know the, 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 the two people, like the one immediately to my right and the one to my left and the people on the right, they don't have kids. So what do I, you know, what do I care? But, you know, as you guys think about candy, is, is that something that you think about? Listen, you remember, I remember, you remember the house that gave out popcorn balls, right? It's true. It's or the true. one that gave out apples or raisins. Like, man, I remember those people. <laughs> it's true. I can picture the lady. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's funny. Cause, I mean, king size, is that different than full size? I guess, I guess we'll just call it I think full, I, I think technically it's bigger than uh, full size, but I, so, to me it's all full size. I think anything that's larger than the Halloween size basically to me is what the kids are looking for. Yeah, the fun size. Yeah. Yeah. I did want to give out full size bars, and it's funny because now I got to think like, is that, is that I have some kind of insecurity about this? <laughs> what's the, what's what does the deal say about, about you as a person? Yeah. And I mean, fundamentally, it's going to bankrupt me, so we're not going to do that. So we're doing the, the fun size, but uh, but yeah, I mean, the the popcorn balls and all that. I I could yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd have a hard time looking my neighbors in the face if I was giving out raisins. <laughs> you know, the kids come yeah. to my house and get raisins. That's not. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess there's a little bit of pride in that. But anyhow, mostly I think about what what I wanted as a kid, you know. Yeah. And and you know, fun size candy bars, that's fine. The sour candy, that's something that's fairly new, and so maybe we'll get some of that stuff. Mm. Uh, were there any houses when you were growing up that you remember because their candies were or what they gave out were particularly different in, in not necessarily in a bad, like here's a raisin, here's an apple way, but just like wildly different. So I remember one year just kind of up the street from my parents' place, we went and they're like, they, they basically had this massive tub of pennies and they're like uh, as yeah, many as that. you can grab with your hands. And I was like, well, this is interesting. I wasn't quite sure what to do with it when I got home, but I'm like, Oh, and I remember, I remember which house it was still. Um, I think that's maybe the only one I remember. I do remember it actually, even to this day, there's still, you know, when you're out trick-or-treating, you always hear those kids that go like, oh, that house over there, those yeah. are the guys, you know, like <laughs> word spreads quickly when you are that house. But, you know, do you have any memories of anything sort of unique that you got growing up? Nothing fun. Like, uh, you yeah, know, like I said, the popcorn stuff. balls was probably the weirdest ones that I've yeah. ever got. But um, no, and then there was uh, one of the neighborhoods that I went to as a kid where, you know, they block off and everyone went there. There was, there was a whole neighborhood that gave out full-size candy bars. And that was kid gold mine and yeah. that was probably probably like we're talking about all those neighbors are like wait a second the joneses are giving out full size <laughs> yeah. we got to give out full size and pretty <laughs> soon the whole neighborhood's giving out that was uh that was a gold mine so um you know my wife's she's not from the states and that first halloween when we had a place on our own uh she's like well okay so what do we need to do to prepare for halloween because where we lived before so my parents have lived in their house for I don't know, 30 years. And uh, in all of that time, they've had, I think, about five trick-or-treaters 
in 30 years and and it was it was basically one group like it was mm-hmm. those five people and so we've never you know even when we lived in the in-law we knew that no one was ever going to come to trick-or-treat but we moved to this neighborhood and so she's like okay well you know now i've got this place like how do we what do we do about halloween how does this work because she, also she had never gone trick-or-treating right so i'm like okay well and like well, like we just talked about right i'm like you know we'll buy candy but we should buy candy that you know we're likely to eat afterwards because you know we're probably not going to get rid of all of it and she's like do you mean like Ferrero Rocher, which is one of her favorites? And I'm like, no, that's not at all. That's, that's definitely not what I mean. We are not doing that. And um, yeah, that was a funny moment where I was like, hmm, that's, almond roca. Yeah, right. Like I, lint I chocolate to, balls. Yeah, I maybe need to give a Truffles. slightly like yeah, maybe get some direction for a price point here as well. The kinds of candy we seize candy. Yeah, right. It's just, it's uh it's different. So, uh one of the things I struggle with this year, I don't struggle with it, but I'm very curious. This is I believe the first year since our girls have been old enough to trick or treat that Halloween falls on a weekend. You know, usually it's pretty obvious when you start, but like I don't actually know like when do you start on a weekend? Do you wait until the sun goes down cuz I remember in years past, like we'll go out at like five o'clock and by five o'clock the streets are packed with kids. And I'm yeah. like, my kids are losing out. Like what's going on here? Like, do you think you got like, do you think it's going to start in the early to late afternoon? Like, I, I don't even know how this is going to work. I, I think about as about an hour before sundown. And then okay. because that's then you get about an hour ahead, an hour after that t- twilight time, you know, where mm-hmm. it's still it's not nighttime. It's, you know, kind of duskish. That's kind of mm-hmm. what I think about it. So. Whenever that would be this year, I'd have to check it out. But about an hour before, and then probably, you know, should certainly wrap it up by 7. Oh, you're going to wrap it up by 7. Yeah, I would think so. Interesting. I mean, we'll see. Because I, I don't think it'll take us that long to to, uh, to do the circuit of the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, we'll probably, you know, spend some time with some friends and hang out a little bit. But I don't think it'll be much later than that. I mean, because the sun's yeah. going down at, what, like 5.30 now? 6? Uh, something like that, it feels like. Yeah, it's it's, it's early. Yeah, I mean, because, you know, again, with, with these sort of mini parties, right? So my daughter's going over to a friend's house for dinner, and then they're going out. So I'm like, wait, are, like, am I picking my daughter up at like 9 o'clock? Because usually by 9 o'clock, she's asleep. So I'm not, I got to coordinate a little bit with them. And then, you know, like I said, for my son, there's like a little pizza party. Like they're starting at 5. I, like there's no way they'll be done by 5. It's like by the time the kids eat, it's probably at least 6 or 6.30. Mm-hmm. And then you got to like, I think the thing about what I am not concern isn't the right word, but what I am thinking about is like, because they're doing different things, is one kid going to come back with like three X, the candy, mm-hmm. right? Because my daughter is going to be focused, right? There's just two of them. They're going to eat dinner and they're going out. Whereas with my son, it's like, it sounds like there's multiple kids at this thing. It's going to be like herding cats, even though the kids are going to want to go trick or treating. I'm sure it's going to take forever. Right. So like, is one kid going to get like three hours of trick or treating in and the other one's going to be like 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's going to be a huge candy discrepancy and, you know, that's going to cause all sorts of problems. So um, there's probably going to be some massaging of things at the end of the uh, at the end of the evening. We'll kind of have to figure out how this all rolls out. Um, and I may also like, you know, I, I am considering sort of showing up a little bit later to my son's party so he can trick or treat with us first in the neighborhood just to kind of get some stuff in it, you know, just to make sure he's got some stuff, head over to that party and then we'll all go trick or treating afterwards. Cause like I said, we could just go in the neighborhood. No problem. So, so I was just looking. So it's sundown is at six o'clock on Sunday, okay. yeah. uh, Sunday, Halloween. So this is so be... about five. Yeah. So probably five, 
4.45 or 5, probably 4.45, start staging, you know, and then from 5 to 7, do trick-or-treating, and then maybe hang out, like, you know, maybe buy, get a pizza or something like that. Yeah, I mean, the other thing I'm curious about for you guys is with, like, 800-some-odd kids, will they yeah. be ringing your doorbell at, like, 9 or 9.30 when your girls are trying to sleep? Yeah, the neighbor uh, said disconnect the doorbell. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you have to turn all the lights off, right? So right. Disconnect the doorbell, like, lights off. Or you just stick the whole, like, we ran out of candy, sorry thing. Like, we're new to the neighborhood. Right. <laughs> Too many of you guys. We didn't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have, So the other question I was wondering about, are your kids, I guess, t- same question for you, actually. Were you a collector of candy or were you a consumer of candy? Because as the, so again, going back to the article, right, There's a, there was a psychotherapist, there is a psychotherapist, Michelle, Maidenberg and she sort of conducted this informal survey of 30 kids, right? Ages six to 16. And, and, and she asked what was the most enjoyable part of Halloween? And so number one was dressing in costumes and hanging out with friends first, right? Cause I mean, that's pretty rare that you can just dress up as anything and hang out with your friends followed by candy accumulation. And then eating lots of candy came in third and, you know, growing up, I was all about the accumulation. We literally had my candy rot when I was a kid, mm-hmm. but, like, what, what about you and, and your kids? I think they... Uh, so the older one is definitely accumulation. She, uh, and actually maybe both of them, they will accumulate all the candy, they'll dump it out on the floor when they get home, and there's that moment of, like, you know, pirate gold, you know, we got right, treasure. Right. Rich, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> rich in candy. Uh, and then, you know, we put it away and put it aside, and, you know, got these little treat boxes, and then... They, they will forget about it. You know, for a day or two, they'll ask, you know, can I have a treat? Can I have a piece of candy? Can I do this? I'm sure that's fine. And probably by, by the second week, maybe, they've just, it's, it's gone. They just don't even think about it yeah. anymore. So uh, like you, we've had candy that lasts year round. And, mm-hmm. you know, certainly from one holiday to the next, you go from, you know, Easter candy to, mm-hmm. you know, Halloween yeah. candy to Christmas candy or whatever. So we, mm-hmm. they, they are not, they're not sugar bingers. My my kids are. <laughs> the only reason our candy lasts forever is because we just don't let too much of it. It's it's not for lack of trying on the kids' part. So yes, they are absolutely consumers of the candy. Uh, it, I mean, it's funny where you, like also we've learned that y- you have to put the candy up high mm-hmm. because the the places where you'll find candy wrappers, you're just like, what is this wrapper doing here? Mm-hmm. They've clearly smuggled some stuff out and they're clearly eating it. Um, in bed or they've snuck it into a closet or it turns up in a shoe and you're like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, like just, just I mean, the, the way these kids think about uh, hand, uh, hiding candy is, is pretty ingenious, I got to say. So the last question I have for you guys, uh, any safety plans this year? Anything that, you know, or anything that you've done in the past relative to safety during Halloween? They, they say that, um, you know, kids are twice as likely to be hit by a car on Halloween than any other night of the year, right? There's distracted drivers, there's kids all over the place. So uh, there is something to kind of be aware of here. It's a little bit of dark humor. Every time things, uh, Halloween comes around, I think of uh, Adam Sandler he used to have this bit on Saturday Night Live about, you know, last minute Halloween costumes. And he'd like mm. pull his arm into his sleeve and be like, look, I'm crazy one oh, guy. Yeah. Yeah. And my favorite was, uh, was like, look at me, I'm the invisible pedestrian. <laughs> Just covered head to toe in black. So we, I'm certainly, you know, I know that that's a, that's a risk. So I, I think it's going to be safer on the street just because this is kind of a destination neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're going to do glow sticks and flashlights and, mm-hmm. you know, make sure we travel together in groups. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, we're gonna. I just got the glow. I just ordered the glow sticks, especially because my daughter is in a dark costume. Um, so it's mostly, I think, for her. And and because again, because I won't be there, right, to just kind of check in on her. We're, you know, her parents are gonna take the, the daughter out. The son, thankfully, because he's in a firefighter costume, that kid's reflective, so um, he will definitely <laughs> show up. Thankfully, but we'll also give him the glow sticks. We'll probably bring some to the party for the kids as well. Um, and I think, especially with the daughter, we we're gonna have a, a sort of a conversation about if you get separated from your friend and from her parents, what it what to do because you know it just especially when you go to places that are crowded, it's super easy to lose track of your kid, right? There's just so many kids vying for space and kids running in and out. And, you know, how many firefighters or mal costumes are out there? There's going to be a lot of them. So we're going to have a little bit of discussion about, you know, what she should do, which will probably be if you, you know, if you get lost, you sit tight. You don't, you don't go anywhere. You just stay, you know, for starters, right? You stay there and, you know, probably the likely thing I'll probably tell her to do is probably go up to the, you know, to the the open house that's got the door open, be like, "Look, I'm lost, man. Can mm-hmm. you can I hang out here and call my?" I did just tell her the other day. Um, my wife just changed her phone number recently, but I was like, "Do you remember the phone number?" She's like, "Nope." And I'm like, "Well, no Halloween for you until you got that <laughs> number memorized." So you've got about a week to get that dialed in, and and uh, so she learned it quite quickly. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I think that's you know what we do is just stay at the house that you're at. Go tell them you're lost. Have them call mom. Mom will coordinate with the family you know, it'll be fine. But like, I think the main thing is don't freak out is, you know, and, and to just give her, give her a plan of action. So she knows what to do. Cause I know in past times I've asked her like a few things where I'm like, Oh, what would you do in this situation? She's like, I don't know. And you sort of forget that some of these things that even when you do sort of have safety plans and you've taught them some stuff, especially with the fact that, you know, we really haven't gone out much in the last year and a half. Some of these things kind of just, you kind of forget. Uh, so I think it's, it's good to be sort of proactive about that safety plan. We review our safety plan uh, before we go out. Same thing. If you get separated from mom and dad, you stay where you are. You yell mom. You yell dad. If nobody answers, then you yell our names. And then if nobody answers, then you go find a mom with kids and you know and ask for help. And uh, and that worked. I think it was two years ago. We were at that um, at that neighborhood block party I was describing earlier, and we and we got separated from our oldest. And it was one of those things where there's like a scrum of kids going into the candy. Uh, you know, the, the the garage door open with the table and there's all, all the kids going in there. And then we start moving on to the next house. And, you know, my wife and I look at each other. I thought she was with you. No, I thought mm-hmm. she was with you. And all of a sudden we got that moment of panic, right. uh, you know, and all of a sudden it's just everything's dark and chaotic. Uh, and the and the oldest one, she, she followed the rules and she was right there. I mean, she was within six feet of where we had lost her. Uh, but still, I mean, I just I can remember her face. I'm sure that was a traumatic experience for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we did, you know, we did cover off on sort of what to do if you get separated with your kids. We, that was one of the early podcasts that we did, and I think that is a very important one because we both have had some uh, some pretty scary uh, moments of of having, uh, you know, getting separated from the kids, and it it does happen, right? No matter how sort of aware you are, it can happen based on circumstances. So, yeah, I think it's it's important to have that one this year again, especially because the kids are probably most of them have, have not, uh, you know, they haven't gone out in a year or so and they're just sort of not used to the the again the, the sort of scrum especially when you go to places like we said right that are 
really crowded. It's it's really easy to get overwhelmed and lose track of stuff. And and also there's just so much other stuff to look at, right? So it's easy if you you know you're sort of walking and the kids behind you and they see some some cool costume and they stop and you think they're still behind you and you know you keep going. The next thing you do, you turn around and they're not there. So it is a it's a distracting holiday, shall we say? Uh, and so you know to to keep in mind with that, right? Some some safety tips that we found. Again, I do want to highlight right that that that. Point that children are twice as likely to be hit by a car on Halloween than any other night of the year. So really keep that in mind. You know, with respect to COVID, keep things outdoors. So the party that we're going to, it's an out, it's a backdoor party. Um, encourage kids to use their masks as part of their costumes, if that makes sense. Uh, like a scary witch's face or a par- pirate's snarl. What I've actually done for our son, so the, the, the firefighter costume, t- um, like I said, he's he's basically been using the same costume for like, a couple of years and he wears it all the time not just on halloween all the time so i actually uh, emptied out a two liter bottle of soda and i turned it into like the air tank that you know they have and then <laughs> i actually got um you know the like those uh, they hide cord cables right they're like a cable hider mm-hmm. and they kind of look like that air ducting thing and so i actually taped that to the bottom of his bottle and i tried to tape it to his mask to make it look like mm-hmm. a, an actual mm-hmm. mask and i haven't quite i don't think i'll be able to get it done in time but it it there is some weight to that thing. So it actually pulls his mask down yeah. off his face. It's not super easy to use, but I had, I've actually seen some COVID masks that come with like a built-in eye shield and then a mask. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, that's interesting. Like that might actually look much more like a firefighter when they've got their breathing equipment on. So I'm still debating. I mean, I obviously have to buy that pretty soon because we're right around the corner. Um, but I was thinking about sort of, you know, a firefighting or like a fighter pilot, like yeah. there are absolutely ways to integrate the mask right into the costume, which actually makes it even cooler, right? So there, you, you can certainly be creative and, and integrate the masks in. And then, astronaut. you know, last- You can be an astronaut. Yeah, I mean, right, just put on the full-on bowl over your head, right? <laughs> um, and, and, you know, lastly, if you don't feel comfortable, right, there, I mean, you know, at-home activities, right? You could have a candy scavenger hunt. Did, did you guys do anything last year? I think we just said, hey, you know, sorry, we can't go out this year and, you know, hopefully next year. And I don't remember the kids kind of freaking out or being overly disappointed or anything. I think they sort of understood. But do, do you remember what you guys did last year? Yeah, we, it was something that uh, there was a, a dad that lived next door to us that had, had kids the same age. And we had been talking about it for months. What are we going to do for Halloween? I mean, I hope this virus is gone by Halloween. I mean, the kids are going to be so disappointed, so on and so forth. And we ended up taking our kids, both uh, both his family and our family, to that neighborhood block party and the idea was that we were going to socially distance and nobody really did but everyone was at least masked, masked mm-hmm. up uh and i guess there was there were fewer people around so there wasn't it wasn't quite so much of a of a crowd mm-hmm. um you know there were times where it could be so thick that it years passed so thick that you couldn't really you know walk down the mm-hmm. street but this was i'm remembering it being much more open so uh we figured it was outdoors they were wearing masks uh, you know we didn't stay very long it seemed uh, it it felt it felt safe enough just being outdoors i think yeah i knew somebody that uh, they went out last year and they said yeah i mean it was a lot of the candy shoots he's like people were super yeah, uh, some creative yeah, yeah super people were really really creative about candy shoots last year but my guess is there we're probably not going to see the shoots this year i think everybody is kind of looking forward to you know going back to sort of the normalness cuz well i mean actually if you think about it it's probably the first ish quote sort of normal holiday that we've had i think even july 4th was a little bit on the bubble Mm -hmm. certainly in certain certain parts of the country it feels like 
right now things are relatively under control relatively in quotes there but um so yeah i my guess is we're really not going to see any candy shoots this year people are i think excited to sort of get back to something that um you know they they know and, and look forward to mm-hmm. if you'd like to support the podcast and hear more discussions around fatherhood please subscribe and drop us a review you can also head over to the website papaifatigue.club that's p-a-p-a-e-s-t f-a-t-i-g-u-e dot club to pick up some merch use the discount code podcast for 10% off if you have any questions hit us up on the Facebook page facebook.com slash thanks for listening